Welcome to Inside Yorkshire with Susan. I'm talking, walking and often swimming in this marvellous county, sharing news and views with fellow enthusiasts. So, come on in and join us. Hello there. Today's episode is with Debbie North, founder of Access the Dales and an accessibility champion. Debbie's always been a lover of the outdoors and a keen fell walker a passion that she shared with her husband Andy. So it was a devastating blow in 2008 to learn that she needed spinal surgery and it seemed like her walking days were over. She began a blog writing about the challenges she was facing, the original Access the Dales, and this prompted an offer from a friend to help her get up to Gordale Scar in her wheelchair. This challenge, once achieved, so inspired Debbie and Andy that it began their journey to make the inaccessible accessible. They completed the coast-to-coast walk from St Bees to Robin Hood's Bay in 2015. This was the third time that they did it, but this time Debbie was in an all-terrain wheelchair raising funds for the Calvert Trust and also writing a book in the spirit of Wainwright about their journey. Since then, her beloved Andy has passed away and there are additional challenges to be overcome. However, nothing stops Debbie and she continues to inspire all who meet her. So without further ado, I'll let her tell you about her journey and about some exciting news that's about to be announced. Hello, Debbie. Uh, It's it's great to be able to talk to you at last. At last. Yes. Face to face is lovely. No, it's good. Now, I understand you're Yorkshire born and bred, aren't you? You were born in Sheffield. Yeah, yeah. Um, South Yorkshire, down in, uh, down in Sheffield. Uh, my mum and dad were school caretakers. So I'd spent a lot of time outdoors anyway. Uh, and then I, I moved up to West Yorkshire when I qualified as a teacher. And really then stayed in West Yorkshire. That's when my love of the Yorkshire Dales flourished and you know, come up here for the weekends, for walking and exploring. Um, in, you know, York, Yorkshire, if you cut me in half, I'd have the word Yorkshire <laughs> written through. Through and through, definitely. Absolutely. And have you always liked the outdoors? Loved it, loved it. My dad said I should have been born in a field. Uh, I was all, always outside. Uh, I had a very inspirational teacher at, at secondary school, Mr Fletcher, who who took us to the place like the school farm up in the Peak District, where again we did lots of walking. He introduced me to orienteering, and I went all over with with school, uh, competing with orienteering, camping, um, and then you know when I I qualified as a teacher, I also did school trips, residential trips, and getting the children outdoors. And then you know when I had Adam. He's been one. He's been lugged around the fells with me. He did the Nidderdale Way with us uh, when he was about eleven, which was was such great fun to be able to do it as a family together. Great that you've instilled that sort of love into him as well. Now, you're actually actually um, one of the things that you started to do. I think was in two thousand and eleven. You started with Access the Dales was a blog but before just before that obviously to start with you didn't have a mobility issue did you absolutely not no i mean my uh, my disability started uh 
with a bit of backache and uh, you know it was one of those situations where I'd, I'd bend down to pick something up and I couldn't get back up and I went to the GP and he said yeah everybody else in Lincolnshire's got backache as well um, but he, he sent me for a, an MRI and it was discovered that I'd got this crumbling spine and uh, well, basically, it, you know, it, it started deteriorating. I had to take ill health retirement from my career as head teacher, a career that I absolutely loved. And then um, I finished up sort of in, in a wheelchair, having to use a wheelchair to, to get around and to ease the pain. I spent three months in hospital, in Lincolnshire Hospital, having uh, surgery and having my spine fused and caged which has taken away the pain, but he's left me with nerve damage in my legs and, um, you know, pain pains now in my spine. So I use a, a wheelchair. Uh, it was it was a big blow. Uh, the black dog of depression certainly came there visiting when, you know, I couldn't go out to work and do what I loved. I couldn't go out onto the fells and do what I loved. Um, Andy stopped walking as well because he said... He couldn't go out walking without his, his walking buddy. And so it, it was actually on the 1st of March when I wrote the blog, basically, who am I? You know, my, my son's grown up. I'm no longer a mother. I'm no longer Mrs North, the head teacher. I'm no longer Debbie North, the hiker. Who am I? And uh, that really sort of resonated with a lot of people and, and I got a lot of interest in in the blog that I wrote and I carried on writing about how how I wanted to access the countryside but I, I hadn't got a clue. I mean, I at that stage, I knew nothing about altering wheelchairs. I knew nothing about Miles Without Styles and I did not know where to start looking for it. And uh, I started tweeting about it and this this gentleman called Jonathan uh, said, I, I think... I could get you up to Gordale Scar. And he said he'd like to meet Andy and I, and we, we travelled up to to meet him. And uh, I was just in my normal power chair that I'd, I'd returned to work in. And Jonathan and, and Andy spent the, the, the whole walk up to the Gordale Scar kicking stones out of the way so I, I could get there. And though all, although it was only a short walk... It felt bloody good to be back out there. You know, I was there in the in the middle of nature, of this stunning environment of, of Godel Scar. And I said, well, we've got to do more of this. This is, this is absolutely wonderful. We've got to do more. And if I feel like that, there must be other people out there that feel exactly the same, that it's, you know, the impossible is, is impossible. But we made the motto making the inaccessible accessible and from there we started raising money to buy the first tramper that is now up at Malam Tarn and uh, we just started blogging about it and you know then I discovered the the terrain hopper which was a, a just a remarkable machine it's like you know I always talk about wheelchairs being my my shoes and uh the terrain hopper is my four seasons hiking boots. And so instead of just wanting to go to Gordale Scar, I said, well, I'd like to go to the 
top of that mountain. I'd like to do this. I'd like to do that. And Jonathan and Andy became really good friends, despite Jonathan being a Newcastle United fan. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, they, you know, the three of us, we, we went and, and tried things. Sometimes we failed. We couldn't get there because of a, a man-made feature, such as a style or a, a locked gate. Or, you know, there was, there was some obstacle in the way. Other times we got to the top um, and, and I've touched the trig points and, you know, I've travelled across the Howgills. Um, I've even done the coast to coast, which was a remarkable journey back in 2015. Um, and we just wanted to keep breaking the barriers, really to show that it is possible with the right use of technology, it is possible to to get out and enjoy the beautiful countryside that this country has. Certainly, the you, you're showing people that they can do things that they maybe wouldn't have thought that were at all possible because uh, I'd never have thought you could get to the top of... You've been to the top of Helvellyn, haven't you? Yeah, well, I didn't actually get right to the trig point. We, I could see it in the distance, It was, but it just became too narrow I'd got a, a drop on one side with me a drop on the other and one of our things has always been it's safety, safety first. first it's mm. safety and you know even from the position where we got to with with Terry Abraham in in his film Life of a Mountain Hell fell in um you know to get up there was such a a special special mm. moment for all of us um but yeah, it is it is possible, and I always liken it to sort of, you know, Brian Blessed said about we we all have our own Everest to climb, and not everybody wants to climb up Everest, but they like to get up their own hill, and if by showing them what is possible, then they just make their own start of a journey. To me, that is a success in it, in itself if if people start looking at their own situation their own barriers and how can we start breaking those barriers down for them so that they too can enjoy life enjoy the countryside whether it just be a walk to Godel Scar or to the viewing platforms at Acegarth it is possible it is possible and as you say, we've we've all got different challenges along the way. I mean, I think a lot of people will not have been up as high and to as many summits as you've been. Absolutely not. I mean, I had a message just this morning from a gentleman, a, a young a young gentleman, who has fallen off his bicycle, he's broken his arm, and it sounds you know quite a severe break. And he said, "I'm now looking for walks that have no styles while my my arm heals." Now that's not. That's not a long-term disability. It's a short-term hindrance for him. But he needs our help, you know. And and so it doesn't, you know, we we talk about wheelchair access, but really we need to start changing the the language and talk about style-free walks because not everybody loves a style and... We, I have people with dogs who say I love doing the walks that you do because I can't lift my dog mm. over a stile one gentleman said I've never really understand what you bang on about Debbie you know all this walking with wheels he said until I had a hip replacement and I can't climb over the stiles anymore 
Uh, I certainly don't have a campaign to get rid of all the styles. Some are, are historic. Um, and so we've got to really look at um, what is possible and where changes can be made. Great. And it, it's not that easy. Uh, you know, you, you're dealing with landowners, you're talking with farmers. Um, you know, every, everybody's got a reason as, as to where the barrier is and why there's a barrier there. Um, but there's a lot of educating to still be done about how we can access the countryside, how we can get that view, how we can get to that lakeside, uh, how we can get up to the mountain. And not only that, where you can stay in order to do these things, because a lot of properties are not that accessible. Um, there is a distinct lack of accommodation in the Yorkshire Dales. We've got uh, Diane over at Cottage in the Dales, who's got luxurious, absolutely luxurious, accessible accommodation. I don't know how it's near many... Isgarth, isn't it? Yes, yes. yes. Mm. I don't know how many awards she's won for for her, her, you know, what she's done in providing accessibility. But that's just one example. I think still she's the only person in the Dales that has got that kind of provision. But then you've got people like in Settle, you've got um, King William, the, the fourth guest house in Settle, that have now got an accessible room. And more and more people are starting to think about it. You've got the campsite at um, Ludholm Farm there with Hilary and Michael. They have built an accessible shower block now in their, mm. their campsite, which is just great. And if... If what I'm doing raises awareness for when people are starting to make adaptations or refurbish what they've got and they start thinking about how can we make it accessible to everybody? If you start at the, the most needy, use that as your building block, then you've opened it up to such a wide audience. Yes, and uh, you've, you've all... well. Just to say, going going back a little bit here, you you were talking about doing the coast to coast. Now I know that that's has a sp particular poignancy for you, uh, doesn't it? I, I understand that that was really when you and your husband Andy bonded that first time. Uh, absolutely, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's safe to say when Andy and I set off the very first time on the coast to coast, we didn't actually like each other. We were colleagues at school. Uh, at Westmore Juniors, um, he he was my boss, and I resented him being my boss, and I I made life pretty miserable for him at times. Um, but it was after a drunken a drunken staff do where we started talking about doing this walk, and he said he'd like to do it, and I said I'd like to do it, and in the end it was just he and I that set off and did it, um, and. Uh, yeah, yeah, by, by sort of Kells, I was thinking, it's a bit of all right this one. <laughs> and by Gromant, by the, the fireworks were, were exploding. And, you know, we got to Robin Hood's Bay and, um, and, then, and then we, you know, obviously t it, it took us the whole of the two weeks Easter holidays to walk in. We got back to school the following day and he said, I feel really really miserable without you and says I feel miserable without you and and that was it we we bonded as a as a couple um 
So then we walked it again four years later, uh, simply because we never even had a camera the first the first time we did it. Uh, so we, we walked it again so that we could have some photographic evidence and, you know, we walked it as a couple uh, and we got to the North Sea and Andy proposed to me in the sea and said, you know... Actually in said, the sea? In the sea. We were both stood in the sea and he said, will you marry me? And I said, oh, yes, <laughs> yes. Of course you said yes. Absolutely. And I, I didn't uh, hang around. We got married in the summer that, that year, you know. I wasn't, he said he, he only proposed because he was exhausted. But, <laughs> but uh, hey, once he proposed, I was going for it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we got married in the December of that year. Oh, well done. And you've written a you've you have written a a book, haven't you? About was that about about the, the coast to coast? Yeah, we the bought, coast to coast that you've that you've done we, since. Yes, yes. So so you know, it's safe to say that the coast to coast is a very special walk in our hearts. Um, and so when I was in hospital, uh, actually, you know, what happened was I had my big operation. Six weeks later, I was involved in a high-speed car crash and uh, was taken back to the same ward that uh, I was in. And they wrote, they wrote on top of my bed, back due to popular demand. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, we were just driving to uh, f- some physio and, and this guy pulled out on us. Um and then after that, I got pneumonia, which is not unusual when you've not had much no mobility movement. and things. And really, I thought my card was up there. Uh, people in this ward were dying around me, and I thought, oh, they're just waiting for me to die now. So I, I sent Andy one of the Moonpig cards and said, can we do the coast to coast, you know, when I get back out? And he said, oh, yes, of course we can. You know, he was agreeing to anything because he, he thought that, you know, I wasn't going to out of hospital but I did Jonathan said we were crackers and uh, we set off from St Bees we had to make our own route just like Alfred Wainwright said you know it, it he didn't write a guidebook it was his journey that he did and he encouraged people to make their own journey across country so we took uh, the route via bridle paths and quiet country lanes and by hook and by crook we got to Robin Hood's Bay. So to our book, In the Spirit of Wainwright, is about our journey and some of the hiccups that we came across. And it's the route that we took, but it also highlights some of the... Some the of the challenges. The challenges that were in the way, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's that's lovely. And uh, and really good when it's it was such a special walk for you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Now then you were you were actually living in Napeby, weren't you? You did you well the, the, relocate there? Yeah, the interesting thing was was um, the first time we did the coast to coast, it was absolutely pouring with rain on the day that we were coming from Napeby up to over sort of Raven Sea and down to Keld. So we took the lower route, which took us past this lovely house that. And he said, wouldn't it be ace to, to live somewhere like that? The second time we did the Coast Coast, it was a similar kind of day, and we never actually did the route via Nine Standards. But we went past this house. Of course, now we're a couple. And Andy said, oh, it's that house, you know. Uh, we ought to live there. And 
bugger me, it came up uh, for rental at the house. And so we went and lived there. And so we were living our dream that this this house is so special. Um, and it was, and we've had some, you know, some very happy years there. Mm. Six, six very, very happy years living on the fells. Um, what a better place to spend lockdown than Christ. being on, on the beloved fells above Nateby. Mm. Mm. And that, that must have been quite a difficult time for you. Um, Ov- overall, I think. It has been a difficult time. It has been uh, mm. because... Um, was it March? March March last year, Andy um, was diagnosed with a very, very aggressive cancer and uh, within eight weeks he'd passed away. Eight weeks? Mm, um, he, 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 he basically started with a pain in his shoulder. We thought he, he was having uh, some acupuncture. He thought maybe he'd trapped a nerve. He went to the doctors. Um, the doctor presumed it was some sort of rheumatism and needed a blood test. The blood test came back showing an anomaly with the liver. He went for a CT scan, and after the CT scan, the consultant spoke to both of us and he said, oh, "You know, this is a very difficult thing. I'm going to have to say to you that the the cancer was everywhere in his body." Um, he told us to go home, to write a will, and to live life to the best that we could. Um, that journey back from Carlisle Hospital back home was just unbelievable. You know, what, what do you say to each other? Um, and Andy just went downhill and, say, eight weeks, he, he passed away at home. He passed away in my arms. Um, he said that you know I've got to carry on going. People came to visit him, and he told every single person, "Make sure Debs keeps climbing the mountains." And uh, he said I wasn't to move. He said, "You know, my my home was on the mountains." Um, and you know, when he passed away, uh, we said goodbye to, bye to him on the fells. We we had the. His his funeral up at Raven's Seat, and it was open air, and it was absolutely beautiful. And he went for his last walk over the fells on his own, um, and he went. Um, but I've carried on doing it. I've kept going, uh, and I've done. I've, you know, in the twelve months that he's gone, I've I've done so much uh, in in developing accessibility. I miss him like crazy, I, you know. Mm. I love him dearly. Um, I've I've moved home. I've come to somewhere that is a little bit more practical now. That was really hard to leave there, but I know I've made the right decision. I know that he's with me here, um, and I've you know I'm in a, a superb location for being close to family, being close to the Dales, being close to the North York Moors. Um, and so it's ideal for carrying on doing what I'm doing, and I will do it. And like we call the book in the spirit of Wainwright, I, you know, what I'm doing now is in the spirit of Andy. Mm. You know, he wants me to do it, um, and I know he's with me, and I know he's guiding me, and I know that... And he's a driving force for is, you, isn't he? He is, I'm not going to give up. Yes. I'm not going to give up doing what, what I do. Mm. 
and in this last year, my goodness, what you've been up to. <laughs> Would you like to just oh, for, just fill us in on what you've been well, doing since th- then? I mean, first of all, we, we set up a Gifts Giving page um, um, to to raise money to buy a children's all-terrain wheelchair for the Yorkshires. And we were, you know, the family were, were just blown over by how much money came in. £16,000 came in, which bought the first terrain hopper. Terrain hopper company said, well, you buy one and we'll donate another one. And then TGA Mobility said, Debs, what you're doing is just remarkable. How can we support Access the Dales? And so it's something like we've finished up with all these different wheelchairs for the Dales and really no plan. Not, you know, we had no idea how we were going to work this. Um, an insurance company came forward and said, we'd like to insure all your wheelchairs for you and support you. Um, a solicitor came forward and said, we'll help you set up as a charity. We'll do it as a pro bono because we believe in what you're doing. So we changed the blog, Access the Dales, into a charity. Uh, we're still waiting for the charity number to come through, but we are operating as a charity. So we've now got our first hub, which is up at Raven Seat, which is very out, you know, because Andy absolutely loved it up there. We've got children using the machines, and we have got families experiencing that magic that both Andy and I felt that, you know, I've got fathers saying, I never thought that I'd be taking my daughter for a walk on the fells. We had a whole family turn up with grandma and granddad and aunties and uncles just in absolute awe that they were out walking up on the moors above above Raven Seat with the child in the wheelchair and they were doing it as a family. No one was being left behind. So that is taking up an awful lot of my time. Um, so can I ask then, the, the wheelchairs up there at Raven Seat are children's ones, are they? They're they children's ones. We've got... A train hopper up there. We've got a paratrekker, which is a, a superb manual, really sturdy all-terrain wheelchair, which which is pushed and, and you know we've had it up up at the tops and uh, it's you know brilliant. We've got a recumbent bicycle up there, and then the hubs that we're setting up around the tails are all unique because you know one size fits nobody. So we didn't want to say, oh, we are only going to use terrain hoppers or we're only going to use tj breeze we are looking at the locations and putting the right wheelchair for the right location and for the right audience so we're just setting up a hub at, at cottage in the dales with diana's I've, I've said about her accessible accommodation and that one's just got a nice motorized scooter that can fold up and be put in the boot of the car so people can take the scooter and go to places like Acegar Falls, Cotter Force, do the Pennine Brideway behind Hawes, go and explore Leyburn, go and explore Hawes. So there's that is a totally different kind of hub. Um, we're getting the hub at, Hall, um, at Malham set up, which has got a much more sturdy uh, motorability scooter, so people be able to go and experience Gordale Scar to go to Malham Cove. And then, you know, we, we're working with the National Trust that have got the one up at Mallantown. We've got one at, um, there's a, an all-terrain wheelchair 
a Tingleton at the at Clapham Nature Trail. So, all in all, we've got an awful lot to celebrate about the Yorkshire Dales. We've got to get the word out there. I need now some help. I need support. I need some volunteers to take the responsibility of certain areas to report back what is accessible. You know, not not necessarily for total people who are dependent on, on wheelchairs for mobility, but maybe, you know, they have an injury or they have a, a limited mobility that they can't walk the quarter of a mile to Cotterfalls, but we can help them if we provide the right, um, the right equipment. Scooter. Mm. So, and, and we need people like the councils, the national parks, the tourist informations to know about us, to put the links up onto their websites so that Access to Dales can become the one-stop shop for people looking for information about uh, provision for disability. Yes, I think uh, that is is something that should be fairly easy to organise, you would think, but then it's getting around everyone, isn't it? I, I mean, if, if there are people listening to this who have got an interest, who have got a spare few hours in the day, that would like to help me keep, you know, being on the practical, the ground, mm. the, working on the ground to get all this information up onto the website. You know, if there's somebody out there that's really interested in web design and would like to, to help me, I'd like to put voice recognition so that um, the words can be read out so people with visual impairment can access our website. But I need five grand to mm. do that. So, you know, if there are people who know how to tap into different pots of money or have got a particular skill that they would like to bring to access the dales i'd love to hear from them really would love to hear from them but i'm also doing a lot more consultancy work doing a lot more talking to different groups um a lot more writing i do a regular feature with country file magazine um which is absolutely great that these kind of magazines like trail magazine uh country file uh the ramblers are now wanting to know more about accessibility um, so I sort of really sort of up the game now, and it's it's more about exploring ways that we can use influence, let people know for the people who have got the ability to make the change, and it's knocking on those doors and saying, "Hey, have you thought about this? Have you you know explored this avenue?" and People generally, where possible and, and, you know, where money allows, where time allows, they are standing up and taking notice that we need to create a countryside for everyone. Now then, I know you you did mention to me that something's going to be announced shortly and will have been announced by the time this episode goes live. So <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm, could, safe, can to, you be I'm s- safe to say that that you know make the announcement because it's going out tomorrow from uh, the government from the cabinet office but i've just been made the disability and access ambassador for the countryside to help inform government policy making and drive forward ideas which is just oh honestly i wish andy was 
how, how did you how did you there. find out? Was it a telephone it call? Was a, it was a phone call from a phone call from the cabinet office. I was wow! Like, oh my goodness <laughs> me! So yes, um, onwards it, and upwards. I would yes, say. Yes, I mean it's it's just a great honour to be given this role and to be given this platform to really work on an action plan that is. Uh, you know, passionate to myself, but will then benefit in, so many others and benefit so many of the people. So yeah, I've got a three-year. Three you must year be project. thrilled about that. I am thrilled. I'm absolutely thrilled, and I know Andy would be absolutely thrilled for me. Uh, he'd, he'd have me there down in Westminster tomorrow to have a picture taken with Big Ben. That, that apparently there is going to be a photo shoot and everything soon. What you're going? Down there yeah, shortly, well, yes, are you? Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, it's the summer recess now, so yes. it, it will really all kick off in, in September. But it is being announced. Yes, it is being yeah, announced. So okay. when this goes out, mm. I, I will be in position, yes. That's great. So I feel quite honoured that I'm one of the first to know. Yes, I've let, I've let you into a little <laughs> secret. Uh, yes, um, yeah, it, it's, it's good. It's good. Okay. Now then, really importantly... How do people get in touch with you then as far as actually, is it through Access the Dales? How we would you prefer? Have, we have a, a website, the it's access-the-dales.com. It is the start of the website. It certainly is nowhere near finished. It's continually evolving. So it's not a place to go to once and think that that's it. You must keep going back and, you know, when we get new walks when we've got time to put the walks up they're going to be there we're trying to put on it all the places where where we can go and eat uh, where we can drink where we can sleep where we can activities that we can do and really you know if if people have got businesses that are accessible that we don't know about come and let us know there's no charge to come on the website it, it's it's all about providing the information it's not a money-making exercise it's if you have a facility you have something that you can share with us please get in contact my email address is on the the website my telephone number's on the website please get in touch with us and um, let us know what is out there in the Yorkshire Dales and what we really want people who have use the wheelchairs to share their photos with us as well and you know send in little testimonies to mm. let people know what they've experienced so that we can share that with so testimonials really of places that they've absolutely, managed to get to absolutely mm. and the more people use them the more people we've got letting us know where you where, where you can go where you can and what you can do mm. you know I, I don't know I don't know everything I work very closely with the national park and the you know they are passionate about making a countryside for all uh, but they're you know they've got so many other jobs to do mm. as a as a national park authority we've got the time we've got the energy to really really make the excess uh, make the Yorkshire Dales sort of um, you know the exemplar of what can be achieved mm. when when heads are put together and we work together as a team yes yes it's uh, 
amazing what you've achieved so far but I can see this is just the start I think I think yes yeah it is the start I mean if it, yeah I look back on the 12 months where where Andy uh, you know I've been without Andy and I bought a camper van <laughs> I've gone on adventures on my own which is I never ever thought I'd do that I've got Tip my wonderful assistance dog which again I can't imagine life without her because she's made such an impact I've moved home I've started a charity <laughs> I've become an ambassador for the cabinet office I just cannot believe so much has happened in the 12 months um, and also you know I've taken time out to grieve and that process isn't over with no that's an know, ongoing I'm, I'm finding I'm probably finding it harder now than than I did 12 months ago and I think that's all all because you're running on adrenaline and you know you've got people around you who know that you're feeling fragile but now you know people's lives go on and um, I'm not saying Andy's been forgotten because he'll never be forgotten but he's, he's he, so much part of your journey isn't yes, he yeah he's he's but for me, you know, I've, I've still got to battle with that. And some days are, are good days, other days I still want duvet days. And mm. I just want to go and hide and, and or crawl into that rock. And, you know, life's, life's too hard. I, I can't do it today. I can't do it today. So I take that little step again and I start mm. with the little steps. And then I get confident again and I go for it. And I start marching out and striding out to achieve what I want to achieve. But grieving is a very, very... Um, it's a complicated business. Com- there's no, there's no one, one rule for it. And so I'm just making that bit up as I go along and taking time when I need to take time. And I'm actually having to learn to say no to people. Which, Being kind to yourself. Yes, yeah, just to give myself, mm. give myself some space. And it's not about being selfish and it's not about being lazy. It's about looking after me. Because if I don't look after me... You won't be able to do these other things. Then I won't be able to do it all. So I've got to start looking after me and I've got to get rid of of any negativity and, uh, you know, I don't don't need those negative vibes around me. I need positivity and, and people who share my passion, who want to do what I'm wanting to do and to make the changes that are possible to make the changes. Yes, and uh, I can't wait, actually, to see just what you what you end up doing. Oh. It's going to be such a journey. Perhaps you'll talk to us again in another year or so. Oh, it'd, be a, it'd be a pleasure, absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, Debbie. This no, has been a, quite an inspirational interview, and I'm really, really um, grateful to have met you. Oh, thank, no, thank you, and thank you for making it so easy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Please rate and review it so that I know what you like the best. If you want to get in touch with me, you'll find my contact details in the show notes. Also, don't forget to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss the next episode. Until next time then, this is Susan signing out from inside Yorkshire. Thank you.